This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The TalkSport Fan Network is probably supported by Mick Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mick Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Change the way your business banks with a local team focused on your vision. At Choose Commercial, we roll up our sleeves to put our industry and strategic business advice to work for you. Learn more at truest.com. That's T-R-U-I-S-T dot com. Community is always worth celebrating. The same goes for the businesses born within them. And with Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery, you can find the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits that are black-owned and women-owned and more. Then get them delivered in under 60 minutes. Now you can sip with purpose and discover great drinks with stories worth celebrating. Download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com to start sipping with purpose. And welcome back to Cobbs Talk. I'm Russ Goldman. Joining me right now is Emilio Donnell and Fulham legends Gordon Davis and Rob Wilson. In this episode, we're we're going to look back at Fulham's 5-1 victory on Saturday against Huddersfield Town. I know I put a Fulham destroyed Huddersfield Town because of the scoreline, but, you know, and again, we can discuss if it was a, a demolition, but the score doesn't lie. It's still 5-1. So we got a lot to talk about. We'll also end with uh, giving a very quick preview of Millwall. But before we do anything else, I have to welcome my co-host back to the show. First, Millio, how are you doing? You looking forward to this? Hello. Hello, guys. Hey, Rob Gordon. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the show tonight. It's not often we do a show after a full and victory. How many times have we said that in the last no. um, last 18 months? But yeah, it's good to do it with, the, with our two legends at the club. And yeah, we, obviously, Rob, you're a former Huddersfield player. So obviously, you've got some That's loyalties right. there. It'll be good to see your... Your thoughts, Aussie, on the on the plight of Huddersfield Town. You know, they were a Premier League team only, what, two, three seasons ago like we were. So they, they seem to be sort of regressing somewhat. But overall, good performance on Saturday and there's lots of good feedback. It'll be good to just share the, share the thoughts with everyone on this call tonight. Okay, excellent. Rob, welcome back to the show. And I look forward to getting your thoughts on this match. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, I was there, obviously, in in person. So, yeah, it was a, it was a lovely... Uh, Lovely, enjoyable day to go with 10 of my pals who actually were in the full amend with me mm. so, and my son. Oh. So uh, <laughs> we, met up with lot, we met up with lots of uh, Huddersfield fans after who obviously uh, 
very irate. And but we we on the day were were superb. I think from yeah. minute one to minute ninety, even even with the unfortunate sending off of of Harry and. And, and, and 20 minutes, you know, we ended up scoring two goals. So it was it was very pleasing on the eye. And I'm sure we'll chat through individual performances as the night goes on. Absolutely. I look forward to doing that. And Gordon, as always, welcome back to the show. And I look forward to your thoughts on a 5-1 to Fulham victory. I don't get often to say that in recent <laughs> times. So it's nice to talk about the victory, as Emilio mentioned before the show began. So uh, thank you for, so much for joining all of us tonight. No worries. It's uh, as, as you say, it's been very infrequently when we've uh, the four of us have uh, got on the program to uh, talk about a win. And it's always been uh, a loss. It's always been playing badly. It's always been beaten very well. So, yeah, it's it's nice to start the season off uh, on a positive note, shall we say. OK, excellent. Excellent, guys. All right. Emilio, I'll, I'll just start with you. Give me your opening thoughts on this victory. Like I said, it's five to one. It's one of the strangest matches I've seen. And, uh, you know, it's funny because Fulham could have scored a couple more goals. They could have given up another goal because we'll talk about a goal disallowed, which yeah. I, maybe Rob has more thoughts on that being there. But it's uh, a very strange 5-1 to one victory. I'll just leave it at that. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, we needed some changes after the Middlesbrough game. I thought it was a steady start against Borough. Not, not spectacular, but you, we're saying on Friday night. We, we don't know what sort of lineup Marco Silva is going to put out in, you know, when we play away from home. How is he going to set the team up? So we were, you know, we were suspecting he would make some changes, which, he's di- which he did. And I think that played to, to our advantage. You know, we looked a lot more better balanced in the middle of the park, I thought. We had a bit more bite in that, in that park. Seri coming on, I thought, made a big difference. We'll talk about him during the show, no we doubt. But well. Overall, it's just, you know, it's our attacking flair. We, we're playing to people's strengths, Gordon. And, you, and Rob, you both mentioned in previous shows, you know, we've got pacey wingers, we've got pacey men. Play to their strengths. You've got the big man up front. Utilise him. And, you know, we've scored, what, more goals in one or oh, half the goal tally away from home in one game than we did in the whole of last season at the Premier League. I know different opposition, different quality of opposition, but still, it's just nice to see scoring at least a goal, let alone five. So it's a overall good performance. We're top of the table, albeit after two games, but it's all about performances, momentum, and we're still having the luxury of being able to experiment with a few players. I think that's quite key because you could argue some of our squads are a little bit on the thin side in some areas, but he's having to experiment. It's early days, new manager, new squad, you know, you know, he's who we have to be, we have to bide our time. We always said the first six months could be a little bit up and down right. whilst you, you make some changes, experiments with the style of play. But you know, to come up with four points out of six, dominant win on Saturday. That's and right. like you said, it could have been maybe seven or eight. I like the fact that we scored eleven shots on target out of fifteen overall. And when have you ever heard that in the last few seasons? It's normally you'd be lucky to get often. one shot on target, let alone eleven. So it's um <laughs> It's a welcome, a breath of fresh air. Let's continue that against Millwall tomorrow. But, you know, it's a, a good start to the season overall. And we're starting to use different players. That's it's, right. And that, that's important. You know, keep people on their toes, but also experimenting with the squad. So overall, pleasing performance. And, you know, let's, let's bring on Millwall tomorrow night. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, Rob, I'm going to go to you. You are at the match like you just mentioned. And uh, I'm curious your view of being there. We'll, we'll go through all of the... Uh, key moments later on, but just your overall thoughts of being with the Fulham supporters and uh, what you watched on Saturday. Yeah. I mean, obviously uh, it, it was, it was nice to be there and nice to see some, some many faces get to an away game. Obviously I went to Middlesbrough game last week, which was the first game of the season, as, as Amelia alluded to. 
was well, you know, I wasn't too disappointed because I knew it was a you know it's a work in progress, and we hadn't really had many games or training games or proper games to get to get any sort of continuity with with, with the new squad as such, with new players coming in in from last season out of the cold. But I mean, Saturday was from as I said, from minute one to minute ninety, we were absolutely breathtaking at times. And like you said, we 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 have touched on it. We missed a couple of easy chances. It could well have been seven. Um, yeah, I mean, I know Huddersfield were very poor, but we made them look poor. You know, which is exactly right. I'm glad you said it that way. Go ahead. Fulham don't do. You know, we sat back mm. in previous games, but you know, we were on the front foot from from minute one to to minute ninety five. It were absolutely. Um, you know, it was mesmerising at times. I thought I was watching a different team, but you know, it, 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 it's it's gone now. We we go into tomorrow night's game as we've, as we've said. It's it's nice to get four points out of six, score six goals, and and we're looking on the front foot. He's utilising the squad. You know, Bobby's come back in and Sarri's started. They were our two best players. Um, yeah. You know, and and it showed. Mitro looked a ten times. Better player than he did last Saturday because he was getting ball, he was getting balls into him, he was getting crosses, he was getting people supporting him, yeah, which is what we've said from 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 day one from a couple of years ago. He needs That's that right. sort of ammunition and support. And so I think uh, the all round performance on on Saturday was, you know, you couldn't fault it. Okay, excellent. And uh, Gordon, over to you. And uh, Rob actually just. Gave us a great segue to you because I, w- I wanted to ask you not only your opening thoughts, but as Rob said, play going forward, just it, completely different than what we've seen in the past. You have uh, been critical of uh, the service to Mitro. Well, I think we saw an improvement there. And overall, just the, the attacking play was uh, just so different than what we watched the last two seasons. So I'm curious your just opening thoughts on uh, what you watched. Yeah, it, it's what we've, as you mentioned, what we've been talking about, uh, the four of us and other supporters for two years, that the centre-forward has been isolated and every time the ball even went up to Mitrovic, he always had two people around him, the defensive midfield player coming towards him. So even he struggled to hold the ball up for the team. So you never have then any runners in support we never had any runners going past him because it was as if we weren't allowed to go forward in an, in any sort of attacking mode unless we happened to be 1-0 down with 10 minutes to go. And then we started throwing a few people forward and people taking chances. Um, and yes, we may have got the odd goal, which gave us a, a great one point from somewhere. But... Everything that we've been talking about, it looks like Marco Silva is putting into action. And bearing in mind he's only had six weeks with the players, you just look at the players' attitude during that 90 minutes to get forward in support, to get four or five players in the box when the ball is coming in, and also to break that forward line in making 20, 30-yard runs forward, which really... the the two goals for for Cav uh, ended up being him breaking from his own half and people picking him out. We haven't had runners like that for two seasons. And it's nice for for me to see such an attacking play from from back to front. Um, And when you look at probably the last goal, I believe it was, Mitrovic gets it, comes short, 
he turns, he actually knocks somebody in to go, to go through on goal. I can't remember that in two seasons. So everything seems to be going forward and you only have to look at how the players are reacting only individually but to each other when the goals are going in. It looks like they are enjoying playing football at the moment. Before this season, it looked as though it was hard work for them. And yes, when you're losing week in, week out, it is hard work. But you've still got to enjoy playing the game. And I don't think this team has really, apart from the, the playoff final, I don't think they've enjoyed playing football for two seasons. And, and it shows now that they're in the mood for it. Right. And uh, I totally agree with that. Gordon, and uh, we'll talk about man of the match in just a bit because I think there were some very good performances, but I'm curious your thoughts on the play of Bobby Decadover-Reed. Three assists, so that's actually fairly impressive. He was very involved in a lot that we saw on Saturday. Your thoughts on just the play of uh, Bobby there? As Rob mentioned earlier, both him and Sari were head and shoulders above everybody else on, on the park. And when you look at, as you say, three assists, um, I haven't looked up the figures from last year, but I think altogether he had six assists last year. He's had half of that in one game, plus the fact he's, he is getting forward in support. He has a nice little uh, shimmy on the ball, lays the ball across for, for one of our goals. The ball that he then puts through to Cav, first-time ball, if it had been anybody else, that have picked that out in the Premier League, they'd be showing it week after week. But because mm. it's in the Championship, it'll get shown once during the highlight segments and you won't see it again till probably the end of the season. But it shows what he can do. He's got the vision to do it. He's got the legs to get in the box. And to be perfectly honest with you, that's where I want to see him more. And that's where I've said he could play up alongside Mitrovic. He could play just behind him. But uh, if... Silva can get that type of sort of work rate and quality out of him from playing somewhere in midfield, then all power to the fella because he's got the ability, but he just hasn't been able to show it in, in the last couple of seasons. So I'm looking forward to see. Uh, and plus the fact people know now that there's places up for grabs. And even if you have a half decent game, perhaps you're not guaranteed a spot the following week. So perhaps we might get... 100% out of 11 players, whoever's playing, week in, week out, because they want a first-team spot. That's right, and I'm glad that you said that, because, again, uh, I think we have a little depth, and I think hopefully we'll talk about a couple of players that uh, could give us more depth while one is uh, reportedly coming. So, again, we, we should have some more depth in our midst, which I think is only going to help us, Gordon. And uh, before we go on a little bit further, one thing that I noticed af after the match, and uh, I always talk about this on my other show about American football, and I can say this with Fulham as well, marginalizing victories, Gordon. What I mean by that is that, you know what? You win a match, you know, the table doesn't lie, the score doesn't lie, right? You know, you're doing something right. So let's take that all in. Let's enjoy that. And the reason why I'm bringing that up is that uh, you had a post on Facebook in, in your group and uh, you know, I'll let you explain a little bit about it, but your last line, which I'm going to share with everyone here, actually, I've seen some of the negativity. Listen, I'm a ultra positive person, so I'm not asking you to be like me, but I'm just <laughs> saying, enjoy it. I think, I think the point of your post Gordon was to enjoy it. 
get behind the team and enjoy it. Would, would that be the best way to describe it? I think so, really. It, it, it's a situation that I couldn't believe after the first game that people were saying it's the same old Fulham and we, 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 we didn't know how to win the game uh, or, or see the game out. Um, and basically, we okay, we, we gifted them one shot on target and you come away and people are, are upset. So they immediately get on social media and, and have a go at the team. But people were having a go at Mitrovic because of his attitude and the way that he didn't seem to be enjoying himself. And he's obviously playing. He doesn't want to play for Fulham. And you think this is the first game of the season um, and pl- mm. people are having a go at a new manager, a new set of players. They're trying to get to know each other. Uh, they still uh, have only been together for a few weeks. Um, and there's still rumours that players are leaving, players are coming in. And then we get to the and then we get to the the second game. And as yet, um, I've only seen a few. Um, and Emilio sort of alluded to it earlier when Seri Seri was picked or is playing. And one of the comments was, uh, well, he was obviously the best player on the park because um, he's a very, very good championship player, but not a very good premiership player. Well, you cannot be a premiership player this year. No, none of them can. They can only be very good championship players, brilliant right. championship players. Yeah. So people are, are sort of putting negative thoughts out there. And we are two games into the season. We are yet... Uh, we are unbeaten. We are playing some very, very good attacking football. Another point was made, but it was a poor Huddersfield team. Rob (laughs) mentioned the the, the sentence. It doesn't matter whether they are poor. We were were very good on the day, and you can only beat what is put in front of you. Mm -hmm. If after 10 games we haven't lost, but we've played 10 poor teams, according to the negative supporters then I will be quite happy that we haven't lost to any of those teams because we will still be top of the table. But it is about looking at it in a a level-headed manner. And this is not 30 seconds after the final whistle is gone. Looking at it in a heavy, in in a manner which you're thinking, am I being sensible here or am am I just being an absolute lunatic and (laughs) just putting something out there because I just want it off my chest? And yeah, just enjoy it at present. When we are six or eight or ten games in, if you want to have a go at the players because we're fourth from bottom, then fine. But if we are in that top three or if we are top by quite a few points, then what's the point of picking out one player because you want to have a go at him because in your mind, he hasn't played up to potential. Everybody has an off day. And as I said to one person on Facebook, have you never had an off day at work? Everybody has it, mm-hmm. and players don't go out there to to particularly have a bad game. Sometimes, it, no matter how hard you try, and the harder you try, sometimes the worse it gets. So just step back, enjoy where we are, and just let's just enjoy it at present. Right, and uh, I totally agree with that, Gordon. That's why I want to share this, and, and this is Gordon's last line: Why do we have mm-hmm. to be so negative? Just enjoy what's going on at present, and get behind our club. Is that too much to ask for? I don't think it is. Listen, I understand being critical. Do you want to be critical? But what I, again, I have issues with marginalizing victory. This goes back to Rob talking about, well, 
hearing that, well, it was a poor Huddersfield Town side, so what can we really learn from it going down that road? Paraphrasing a little bit, and I'm here to say don't marginalize that victory. Former dom- dominant, as Rob said, he was there. And as Gordon just said, just enjoy it. And Emilio, I, I want to get your thoughts on, listen, it's fair to criticize the club, but, you know, you, you can look at individual players, you can criticize them, but I don't get criticizing as much as we see after a victory like this mm-hmm. or, or even after a draw at the first match of the season. Your thoughts? Yeah, it's you know, everything that Gordon said is spot on. You know, even let's take let's reflect three one up sending off. And we still had the, the nerve audacity to go and score another two goals away from home. So is that a poor Huddersfield team? Or was that a Fulham dominant performance? You know, even with 10 men, we were still able to dominate the game. So let's take some positives. You know, the, the meltdown after the Middlesbrough game last week was was ridiculous. You know, first game of the season, you're always going to have a few rusty moments, rusty players. Just, it's just, you know, just like Gordon said, already saying, oh, we've chosen the wrong manager, bad lineup, this, that and the other. And, you know, we got sucker punched by... By uh, Warner, maybe it was good that we did get a sucker punch. We learned from that. If sometimes you don't want to get I too complacent either, maybe I it's a, that, yeah. maybe it was a good reminder that you know you you know one a one goal cushion in this league is never never guaranteed any victory, let alone in the Premier League. So <laughs> he learned from that. He made some changes, and look, we tightened up. And you know, Huddersfield poor or not poor, you sort of take some doing to go and get five goals away from home against any team, let alone exactly. Huddersfield Town. When's the last time we won by four goal margin any game away from home? I can't remember. The last I, time we I don't know. Ge- gentlemen, Jim know, guys, and Jimmy, we're trying to figure it out. I, no I idea. Know. So, um, <laughs> so overall, you, you can only play against the opposition in front of you, whether they're good or not good. This is a great opportunity. This championship on paper looks a very weak, weak set of teams. This that plays to our advantage. We've got the squad. We've got a decent manager who likes to play attacking football. You know, we weren't happy to sit back and defend a three-one lead. We had, the, I said, the audacity to go and get another two, mm-hmm. and it could have been more even mm-hmm. so. So. It's all about momentum, like I said on Friday night, competition for places and getting these players who supposedly haven't performed at the highest level, i.e. Seri, to actually, you know, to come and play in the championship and actually play, almost be man of the match, if not be the man of the match on, on Saturday. So is that testament to Marco Silva, who's trying to get the best out of his squad and getting them all to fight for the, for the cause of getting out of this division? So I, I commend Silva to have actually, how do you say given Seri a bit of a kick up the backside, a bit of a confidence booster to actually play and start him. And, you know, and he gave a a man of the match performance, in my opinion. So overall, we've got good things to look ahead. But tomorrow night, Millwall's going to be a tough game. But what's stopping us? We've got the squad. We've got the... We're starting to see how he's starting to set up home and away. And, uh, you know, we're going to keep seeing some subtle changes week in, week out. I think we can only get better, in my opinion. Okay, excellent. Rob, over to you. I want to get your thoughts on what we're talking about. And then I have a comment that I want to get your feedback on. So just your thoughts on, on the comment, the post from uh, from Gordon. Yeah, I mean, I saw that. Uh, I actually only saw it today. But um, I think social media, I think Fulham fans are very quick to jump on the fence, whether it be a win, a loss, or, 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 or negative or positive. You know what I mean? It's such a diverse age age group that, we, that follow us now. I notice when I go to most games, there's always going to be some comments on there. But and Gordon's right. I mean, you know, even after last week's game, I, even walking away from the game and, and going to the pub after the game, talking to a few people, you know, they were all downbeat because we conceded late on, as we, as I was at the time. But when you look at the bigger picture, yeah, and and, and think that the squad have only had a couple of weeks together, they didn't really play any 
you know, hard opposition and it was new players and new squad and all trying to get together, you know, to go to go to Saturday to Huddersfield, you know, make the two changes he did and then go out. And as I said, from minute one to minute 90, we were, we were, we were breathtaking. It was the best I'd seen us play for probably at least four years, you know, going back yeah. to the first year round in the championship where, when we went to uh, 20, 23 unbeaten, you know, and it was, it was nice to see. And, and, and I, I talked to lots of Huddersfield fans after the game who said that their team were poor. Yeah, they were poor, but as we've alluded to, you, you know, to score five goals away from home <laughs> and possibly could have got another two and, and look very comfortable in that is, is difficult to do even in championship, you know? So, and I know we've been pre-season favourites and we all know that before the season started. We, we all put our head on the block and said what we, where we thought we'd end up. You know, and two games in now, you know, already I've seen other social media sites from general football fans say, well, Fulham look a decent side. But we were a decent side two games ago or one game ago when, you know, we had only got a point against Middlesbrough. So, you know, there's a long way to go, as we all know. And And, and, and I think the nice thing, as you said earlier, I think was, you know, if, if Parker had been in charge at 3-1 and 20 minutes down, uh, 20 minutes to go, he'd have, no completely, he'd have completely shut up shot, put another defender on. We wouldn't have scored them two goals. No, no not an else chance. <laughs> I was going to get to that. We'll, we'll talk about that in just a bit because I, I want to talk about the substitutions because, again, very different than what we are used to. And, Rob, I'm just going to share this because you were there. And, uh, I'm again, I just saw this comment from – Benjamin Bird, and I'm just going to ask a question. Were the full away fans right to be so rude to the young substitute homekeeper in a society where mental health is valued so highly nowadays? Was this banter or too far? Now, I wasn't there. You were there. What What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, I can't remember the actual – I wouldn't be able to name what the comment was or the song that they were singing. But, um, yeah, listen, to me at the time, I just took it as banter. Um, whatever the song was alluding to or, or the words behind it, I can't remember. But um, yes, he's a young lad who, who, who's been, you know, drafted in because the main keeper's got COVID. He did have a nightmare. Don't get me wrong. He did have a nightmare, just not on the first goal as well. His general presence within that, every time a ball went back to him, he looked nervous. His, his defenders didn't look comfortable with him, but he's a young lad and he's going to learn. And, you know, listen, uh, whatever whatever the song or the words were about the, the goalkeeper, I, I can't remember, to, okay. to be honest. But um, I just took it as banter, so banter. I, I would leave it at that. Okay, thanks, Rob, for that. And, guys, let's move on. We have a lot to get through, so we're, we're going to just do this real quickly. And, uh, Gordon, I'll go to you first. Thoughts on the starting 11? We, we talked about the uh, changes here. Seri being in there, that that's what really – started the uh, conversation on social media, but just what were your thoughts when you saw the starting 11, Gordon? Well, you, ne- you never know what goes on behind the scenes um, and, unless, um, as, as probably Robert will say, he knows the, the Kearney family. You could say that he's got a mole in the, uh, in the squad and he might find out one or two things that are going on. But you, you can never tell whether somebody's picked up a, a, a little knock so they're, they're sort of being rested. You don't know what they've worked on with regards to the Huddersfield um, team. Um, and to be perfectly honest with you, the squad that we've got, it wouldn't bother me if I see two or three changes week in, week out, because we have got one of the best squads 
uh, if not the best squad in, in this division. And if he can, if Silva can get, um, and I know both Rob and myself, the, the last um, podcast we did, the last show that we did, um, I said, get rid of Seri, keep Anguisa. Rob yep. said, get rid of both. And and it's another way of saying to, to those players, look, you can do a job for us. And even if you want away, if you are putting in 110% week in, week out in training, in games, then you will play. And even if the, the both of them are part of this squad until, for instance, January, if they are, if they are indeed there that long, then they can give us a fantastic base uh, to, to move forward if they are playing to their potential. We haven't seen it from Seri because he was in and out when he came. He, he looked off the pace. And Guisa also looked off the pace. And when they've gone to foreign teams, they've especially Anguisa uh, in Spain, he looked an absolute world beater. So they both can do a job for us uh, if they are if they are picked. But if if Silva makes two or three more changes before tomorrow night's game, to be perfectly honest with you, he's doing it for a reason that he knows and that I don't, and I'll stick with him. Um, it'll only be after ninety minutes whether people say he picked the wrong team or not. And he hasn't made a mistake yet. So I'm no, going to stick hasn't. with that and say I don't think he's going to make, make a mistake before tomorrow's game either. Okay, excellent. And Rob, over to you. And I want to get your thoughts on what Gordon just shared and uh, just talking about the starting 11 in general. But I'm curious your thoughts about leaving out young Francois, who I thought, again, played decent. But uh, to what Gordon said, there's probably uh, reasons for why he went with, say, Sari and Bobby. It worked, and uh, we could see changes again against Millwall. But that was one of the things that stood out to me. No, Francois. What, what were your thoughts about the starting eleven? Yeah, I mean, I was a little bit surprised, but then I was probably one of many that would have said 20 minutes ago last week, I thought Francois should have came off then, and we may have seen the game out when okay. Middlesbrough were really putting us under pressure in that second half. I thought we needed a bit of experience. Okay. So I thought, you know, I thought he could have came off a little bit earlier last week. Um, I wasn't surprised. And and, and and as Gordon said earlier, you know, I was one that would have said, yeah, let the two of them go. If they don't want to be at a club, let them go. But clearly in in in, um, in Seri's case, he's, he's, he's employed by the club. He's obviously been training well. And he decided to pick him. Going back to Anguisi, by all accounts, he refused to play last week against Middlesbrough because he tried to force force a move. But again, I was very surprised to see him on the bench. So was I. You know, you know if he's done that to the club, it's you know for a manager to turn around and 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 then put him on the bench is you know he's he's either trying to utilise him and get the best out of him before he may go before the transfer deadline, yep. or you know he's going to stick to his guns and say, well, you're under contract, so while you're here. If you want to play, you fight for your place. If you do the business, you stay in because we know technically they are the two best players we've got in our squad. Um, you know, other than and then Tom when he's on his game. So if they're employed and getting paid the tens of thousands of pounds a week that they, they're getting paid, then if we can get a tune out of them game by game, and it will be game by game. Then you know, let's let's take it. Sarri was absolutely fantastic. You know, I mean, he was he was the kingpin of of of. of the way we played, the short passing, the, you know, he was just masterful all around the pitch, you know. My only concern was when he left, when he came, he took his shirt off and waved and all that, you know, was that him saying goodbye? Will he go this week? Will he play tomorrow? 
That's the big dollar question, you know. Uh, and Emilio said it earlier on, if they want to get away, they've got to play well to attract the, the clubs that they feel that they should be at, because that's what it is. You know, they want to go to clubs where they think they're going to benefit, not necessarily where, you know, we might, we might want to sell them, you know. So, um, yeah, I wasn't surprised. Bobby coming back in, as we, as we said earlier on, three assists. The guy, you know, he's got it in his locker to, to turn games at this level. And, you know, he can play in a number of different positions. So he's going to be a good squad player throughout the season. And as Gordon said earlier again, I would not be surprised if we go to Millwall, which is going to be a difficult game tomorrow, and he makes another two or three changes to freshen it up. Okay, excellent. Over to you, Emilio. Thoughts on the starting living and what our full legends just shared their views on? Uh, well, on Friday, I, I called it out. Don't be surprised that Seri starts. I think I remember calling out specifically when we did the previous show. So it's... I was pleased he was given the opportunity. I think I thought we were a bit lightweight in in in, in midfield on against Middlesbrough. We needed yeah. a toughen up there, a bit of quality. And you know, like I said, tight. You know, to, you know, Francois. It's, he's not going to be playing every single week. He's still a young lad. He's going to learn game by game. And if we utilize him appropriately, like maybe rotate him, like the guys have mentioned, then I think we will see a lot of rotation in this squad. You know, we've got the depth, the quality. And tomorrow night, Millwall is is going to be physically a much harder game. So who who do you want in there? I think. I'd like to keep the physical strength in there against Millwall tomorrow, rather than keeping it the lightweight attack that we had, you know, that we had against Middlesbrough last weekend. But overall, these guys are paid a wage. You know, they're on good wages. Yep. Play them. That's why I said that on Friday night. And to be yep. honest, it's uh, if we can keep them, then that's all credit to Marco Silva. If he feels that he can convince them to stay and and give us the best opportunity to get out of this division, then who's to say they can't perform at a higher league more more consistently than they have done in the past? So, you know, these players aren't bad overnight. Maybe the way we the, the fact that they just it just didn't work out, and you know, maybe obviously, clearly, they didn't want to play under under Parker's sister. Maybe here, here under Michael Silver, we might get a different dynamic. Players are more enthusiastic; they might might be better suited for this type of setup. And who's to say that we can't retain them? Yes, they, they might be on the shop window looking for for a move to another club, like the guys have mentioned. But right. why can't we keep them? They're our players. Let's utilize them for goodness' sake while we got them. And Harrison Reed being injured, that obviously gave the platform for for Sarah to be next in line for that automatic, you know, holding, you know, holding midfield player. So, will he play against Mill? I'd like to, I'd like to see a bit of consistency tomorrow. I think Mill was going to be a tougher game, physically tougher, not easy to break. They haven't lost this season. I think they're unbeaten so far. But I'm not. I wasn't surprised at that. I called it out on on Friday, and Decker Reed's back from injury. So again, you can see the level of quality he has at this level. And again, it's all let's play. Like Gordon says, we're not in the Premier League this year. We're in the we're in the Championship, so we've got to play the teams around us. One of the fans have said, you know, how can I say this is not a? Who was it? Ben, who was it? David Clark. How can you say this is not a strong league? It's not a strong league. Let's be very clear. It's it's a difficult league to get out of. It. Every Championship, it's not a strong league. It's the weakest squads that we've seen. So therefore, we, you know, this is our opportunity to get out of this division first time around. Okay, Emilio, I want to go right back to you real quick and then we're going to break down the match. Here's a question from Benjamin Bird again. Do we feel sorry for Rodak? I certainly do. You know, it's, it's, uh, I wasn't convinced with, you know, the goalkeeper against Middlesbrough on Saturday. It didn't really have much to do per se. Let's, it's, We'll see. Rodak will be using it in the League Cup. We've got a League Cup game, I think, is it next week? I think we've got the game yep. next week. So Rodak will start that game and hopefully he can he can give a good performance. I don't think the keeper's only going to be dropped if he makes consistently bad errors. You're not going to rotate the keeper. That's one position. I don't think you do rotate. I think you 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 earn that right. And maybe, you know, it has been hard 
hard for Rodet, but he'll, he's mature. He'll learn and he'll, he'll he'll put in good performances in the reserves and hopefully he will be knocking on the door. I'd like to see him starting. I feel a lot more comfortable with him than Gazaniga, to be honest. Okay, excellent. All right, coming up, we're going to break down the match. We'll go through all the key moments and then we'll end the show talking about the Millwall match. Whether taking a road trip to the beach, heading to the mountains, or driving to the city, summer adventures are nonstop fun in a new Honda. But let's face it, summer trips can really add up. That's why I love the fuel efficiency of Honda. With Honda, you can save your money for other things, like that awesome keychain at the convenience store, that brand new album you wanted, or whatever else your heart desires. New Hondas are arriving daily. See your local Honda dealer and start your summer adventures today. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over $700 on average, and those savings add up. Imagine what you could buy in the future. So, yeah, I used the savings from switching to Progressive 50 years ago to finally buy my dream car. It's a self-driving flying car, but we just say self-flying now. You know, because it's the future, and cars fly in the future. So switch to Progressive and save big, because those savings can add up in the future. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National annual average insurance savings by new customer surveyed who saved with Progressive in 2020. Potential savings will vary. Okay, guys, let's get right to it. And uh, let's start here. Fulham actually started very strongly. And, Rob, I want to go to you first, because, again, uh, I don't know if you got a good view of this, but I was kind of perplexed. You know, and, again, I'm just trying to be fair. I didn't understand why this goal was disallowed. Do you get a good view of this? No, I didn't. Not from behind the goal. And I've only seen it on the uh, the highlights once. I presume that I thought it must have been for offside. or, or uh, I haven't seen what it was actually given for unless the lads can enlighten me on it. But um, no, it went in, for obviously, the, from the corner. But whether there was a, an offside position initially. I, I couldn't see whether it was a clean strike that got a bit of deflection or was it a foul on the keeper? I don't know. I, I'm, I've only seen it once since Saturday, so I couldn't comment on from where, from behind the goal where the Fulham fans were. It was difficult to see. But uh, the, the linesman, I'm sure it was a linesman flag that went straight up. So yep. there must have been some kind of infringement somewhere along the line. Okay, yeah, it, it did It did look uh, as though um, the... Well, it did, it did look as though it was an offside decision, Rob. When, um, I think he was just a little bit slow getting out and he was only sort of a foot behind the last Fulham defender. Um, and I think because it went close to him and bounced back to the uh, the player who eventually put the ball in the back of the net, um, it, it, it did look as though uh, he, he was in a world of his own and he wasn't sort of looking around him to see where he, he should be. If he just if he just stepped out one two steps, he would have been onside. But I think it was offside that was uh, that was given it. I know he was just in the six yard box. So um, mm. from from my point of view, uh, it was it was fortunate because um, I know that uh, going on from what Emilio said about the um, the goalkeeping situation, um, I know that people are saying about Gazaniga coming not coming for crosses, and when we've been used to having sort of uh, goalkeepers dominate that sort of six-yard box. Um, and you, you, it's going to show up as a as a weakness. So from from my point of view, I think you're right, uh, Rodek will play in the in the cup games. And if he makes that six-yard, eight-yard, ten-yard area in front of his goal, his domain, and he comes for things and catches them, it gives the back four uh, confidence. And uh, 
if if Gazaniga doesn't start coming for crosses, then I can see Rodak getting in um, within the next uh, two or three games because new manager, even though new players, I don't think he's going to stand for it. Okay, excellent. And Gordon, right back to you. In the history of uh, you being a player, have you ever scored a goal like this from Mitra? <laughs> I'm curious, have you ever seen anything quite like this? I don't think I've ever scored a goal like that. Probably certain bizarre goals that are, are being cleared. They hit one player, they smash you in the face. And as you're going down, you hear the crowd shouting, um, but you're literally, literally holding your, your nose and your eyes because you've got a bit of blood splatter all over you. Uh, and then, of course, the, usually, as I've mentioned before, the yep. detective was first on the scene to congratulate me, and that's Rob Wilson. Um, <laughs> and uh, then, then, you get, then you get the comment, do you realise you've just scored? And you just go, no, no, I didn't. But it, if it's gone in, it's gone in. Um, exactly. And and it's one it's one of those situations. People sort of have a go have a go at Mitrovic to say, well, he didn't really know what was happening. It doesn't matter. He made the effort to close the keeper down. That's right. um, if he hadn't have made the if he hadn't have made the effort, the keeper may have chested it forward because it, it was probably out of play anyway. It was. He could have chested it, it forward, picked it up. And everybody thinks, well, that, that's one of those things. But he he made the best of a bad situation, unfortunately for the club and for him. And you've just got to look. I mentioned earlier about the the, the players enjoying themselves. Right. He knows it was lucky, but the the look on his face and and the the little thing that he does when he's celebrating a goal, you just think that's just what he needed. He just needed to put the ball in the back of the net, no matter how. It goes in, and put it, put it this way: I'll lead you on to Josh Onama's goal. Uh, it's probably the worst header he's ever had. It didn't even make the back of the net, but he got it over the line. The record books are going to show that Mitrovic scored, that Onama scored. They're not going to say, "Oh, but by the way, in brackets, they were lucky to score." It's not going to say that they scored. So as long as it goes in the back of the net, then congratulations to Mitrovic. And that might be the little bit of luck that he needs now to start getting a bit of a run together. Okay, excellent. Emilio, shortly after that, you know, again, Fulham, we're we're getting in control of the match and we're going to go back to Mitro. And I'm going to ask you about the disallowed goal because, again, he was offside. But for me, it has more to do with the fact that there was a crossing to him that he scored off this. Well, again, it's disallowed, but I want to get your thoughts on, yes, it's a disallowed goal, but is this also a good sign, Emilio? Yeah, absolutely. He was hungry on Saturday, wasn't he? He was, you know, everyone got a lot of criticism. I sort of defended him after the game on on last Saturday against me. I was saying, look, it's one game. Give him the service. Give him the, you know, he said, there were moments when he looked up for it against me. And there were other times when he just got a little bit disgruntled like he normally does. But overall, you're not a bad player overnight. And you give him the service like Gordon alludes to time and time again. You will get this guy. This guy will get you goals. He'll get you. He'll get you free kicks. He'll get you corners. He will get you know if he's up for it and does what he does best. Then you know we've got the best striker in the division. So it's just about confidence, isn't it, Gordon? You keep mentioning, you know, confidence in a striker is crucial. You get you start getting goals whether it's a, a cheeky handball, a back flick, or even if it just it just goes over, you know, like he did on Saturday. That's all good for morale and team confidence. Without that goal, it will still have been nil nil. Right. So you, sometimes you yeah. need a lucky break in football at times, and you know we grab that opportunity and. 
we pushed on and and and, and went on. But you, I'd also argue, should that have been more of a corner than a goal? You know, if anything, when the back passed to the for their for our first goal, surely that was more over the line. Therefore, I would have given it more as a corner rather than keeping the play continuing, and then we score fortuitous goal. But you know. Last season, we hardly scored any. We hardly had any luck. So it's nice to get a bit of luck sometimes. It, that goes our way. But overall, well, on, us, yeah. us... on that point, Emilio, it, it's a situation that we were fortunate that because the, the back pass came from about mm. three yards, four yards from the halfway line. <laughs> yeah. So they had defenders had pushed up. The, the, the assistant referee, linesman, whatever you want to call him, was in line with the back four. If it had been Usain Bolt running the line, mm. he still wouldn't have been able to have got to no, near no. the corner flag to say it was out. I don't know why yeah. the, the the goalkeeper just tried to keep it in. He may as well have just yeah. given the corner away. But I think that uh, people have had a go at the referee and, and the linesman. There's no way the linesman could have even got anywhere near mm, it to, to a, give that. That's a good but, point. But yes. You look at where his feet are and where he kicked it from and the ball's way out of play. So even, know, even better for us that there's no VAR yeah. this season. <laughs> okay, excellent. And Rob, I'm going to bring you back on. Sorry, we're just getting a little feedback on your line, so I've just been muting you a little bit, but I want to get your thoughts on the Anima goal. But before that, leading up to that, we have actually a situation 36 minutes. This is another great sign. You have uh, you have Wilson shot goes wide, but it's from a Carvalho opportunity sets them up great and this is something that i've been looking for with uh Fulham's players going forward just some good stuff but i know gordon had already mentioned the goal being ugly and, and yeah it's ugly it's an ugly header but how often do we score from a corner i, I i'll take this any day of the week your thoughts yeah yeah as i say it's not very often that we do score from a corner and it's not very often we get a midfield player on the scoring sheet either <laughs> you know what I mean right. to be that far that far advance, even though he was only a yard off the line and nearly did miss it completely, um, you know, it was nice for him. But, you know, he, again, he, he's a player that's gone unnoticed in, in the last two games and I thought he's done very well. And, you know, he, he is a he is a an, obviously a Parker player, but I think if Silver can get a tune out of him, um, you know, I think he he's a confidence type, big, strong lad who can break from midfield, I think he can he can do a job for us this season. He he could be, you know, the first midfield player for many, many years to get into double figures, you know what wow. I mean? Because that's what we're lacking. And and, and 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 let's not lose sight of the two goals from Cav because Cav's missed them type of chances that he tucked mm-hmm. away on, on Saturday. He's missed them regularly on and off for the last three years. You know, how many times has he been one-on-one with a keeper and, mm-hmm. and fluffed it? You know, and I know the first goal was, it was a little bit fortunate, but he knew what he was doing. He took it well. And the second goal again was, you know, he knew what he was doing. So, you know, there's, there's there's a couple of goal scorers in there that have, you know, we've probably neglected over the last few years or they've neglected themselves because of their performances. But, you know, we need goals from all areas of the, of the pitch, which Fulham have not been privy to over the last sort of three or four years. You know, we've relied on Mitro for... For, for all of that time and, and 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 Tom when he got four seasons ago got double figures one season and then got one the following season so we do new girls and as I say to score from a corner is um, I mean nowadays and, and Brentford are, are, are very good at it they you know we'll have a we'll have a, a free kick or a corner specialist that they work tirelessly on and when they score from that it's like they've won the FA Cup you celebrate you know, if, if the statistician who, who is in charge of free kicks or corners or throw-ins 
you know, they they work that hard on it that they when when they do get a goal from it, you know, it's like you know that's the whole week's work just come up, come to fruition in 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 a, in a given minute. Okay, excellent. All right, Emilio, back over to you. Let's talk about the Huddersfield Town goal, and uh, this actually is a little bit concerning because uh, before the season began, started hearing from Everton supporters talking about. Silva's style that they were terrible on defending set pieces. Mm. And now with a disallowed goal and a goal here, Fulham do not look good defending set pieces. These are corners. So let's talk about the goal and your thoughts on it. And this, is this something that is concerning you? Yeah, that does concern me a little, a little bit because we we saw signs of that against Middlesbrough last week. You know, Middlesbrough yep. didn't, you know, from open play didn't threaten us at all. But you know, we we played into their hands. We gave we we gave away cheap fouls against Middlesbrough, and time and that's where they they got most of their reward last weekend. You know, they were they were our defenders looked a little bit uneasy, uncomfortable at times. You know, we made a few mistakes. I think we got away with against Middlesbrough at times, and I think you know that that was a sloppy goal to give away, in my opinion. You know, we took our foot off the gas, we took our eye off the ball for a fraction of a moment. Look, and from a comfortable two 0 lead, you're you're going almost potentially going into the break only with a one goal margin so yeah that that does worry me but i've said it before the season started with the guys i don't care if we win four three three two as long as we win i want some exciting football this season i'm prepared to live some some difficult moments and then maybe have some uncomfortable moments where we okay. won't see we won't see many clean sheets this season but clearly we're i think we've got enough attacking prowess there that we can kill games off that's the key Absolutely. thing if you start to kill games off get two nil cushion potentially even more then so what we push to get a third or a fourth, we concede one. I think we'll we'll take that to be honest. But you know, it's not like I said. It's not if that was Parker going in at two one, maybe we would have seen a different story on Saturday. It might not have been five one. It might have been end up being two two. But yeah, I think you will see some some defensive frailties in in a, as a result but of you that. You can live with that. We can yeah. live with that because we we're, again we're, we're taking more we're taking more risks. We're taking more chances. Okay. So. Also, if we do a poll in the fans, what do you prefer, defensive risk or attacking prowess? I think, I think, well, I think I know what most people will ask for, to be honest. So, but, uh, totally I'm, okay, I'm okay to concede sloppy goals if necessary. But if we have a commanding keeper yeah. there, maybe some of those sloppy goals become less of a concern. To be honest, it's having someone like Gordon, someone who can command that yep. box. I and, agree and with be, that, and, and be more of a be more of a man rather than just yep. flapping. If you're going to flap, you're going to always give your opposition opportunities, and we don't want to give cheap cheap goals away in this league. Okay, excellent. And Gordon, right back to you. Uh, as Pearson was celebrating, Fulmer going right up the pitch. <laughs> and again, this to me, as a, a player of your stature, you must have loved this goal because they didn't waste any time. They took advantage of just starting right back up and they went right back down and you got the goal from Carvalho. I want to get your thoughts on Fulm. Right afterwards, they score the goal and Fulm then go right back up 3-1. to one. That's how the half ended. Your thoughts on Carvalho's goal? The thing is, this is what you talk about in in team meetings, and the the phrase that people use is "you're most vulnerable after you've scored," because yeah. mm. you're so hyped up, the adrenaline rush there, and you start forgetting about that the other team have got the ball. They're gonna they're gonna be sort of uh, kicking off, and some players turn off. And it, it it hit the nail on the head when you've got uh, one ball going basically down the middle of the pitch and a player running onto it from his own half and, and cool, coolly sort of knocking it past the keeper. 
it's a kick in the teeth for the team that have just scored. And it's probably been said 30 or 40 times every weekend that as soon as you score, then you set yourself up, but everybody's looking and talking to each other and saying, are you in the right place? Are you make sure that he doesn't come there? If the ball comes in here, you go for it. And you're talking to people. And it, it probably shows the organisational setup of the of the uh, uh, Huddersfield players that there may have not been an experienced player just calming everybody down and saying, right, we're, we're back in the game. Let's just keep it steady for even if it's only five minutes. You keep it steady for five minutes. You don't give anything away. And then, as you say, if, if the halftime whistle goes, you, you, you reset yourself. But to be perfectly honest with you, we've mentioned it before. That probably would never have happened in the last two seasons because we never had anybody making a phone past the centre forward. It would have gone square. It would have gone back. It would probably ended up with the keeper. Then had his feel of set up. There's nothing to, to, to break them down. We've now got 10 players to get past again. So if that is the way that Marco Silva wants them to break, we have got players in uh, with pace. We may have some another forward, from what I can gather, who's signed now, coming in with pace from Brazil. And, and if we've got wide players who've got pace and we've got players who can break down the middle of the pitch, uh, as, as Rob would know, it's a straight ball to an angled run or a straight run to an angled ball. And and that's what went in. It was a, a, a straight run, angled ball. He's through on goal. And and as Rob mentioned, it. and I've been a critic of him because in the last couple of seasons, he's missed a lot of those chances. And I think as he's missed chance after chance, then he becomes more tighter every time the ball comes into him. So he's always snatching at it instead of taking his time. But if that's the first chance he's had this season and he looked confident enough, he scored the one, he scored later on, then hopefully he's now on a bit of a run himself. And as, it, as Emilio said, we've scored six goals, but I think, what is it, five have come from midfield players. And as Rob alluded to, if we can spread the, these goals among the front six with with some of the fullbacks and centre-halves scoring as well, people are not going to, or teams are not going to know where the threat is coming from because we'll, we'll have a threat all over the park. And that's right. great from the, for, for the start of the season to get the number of goals we've got and to share them around the team as well. Okay, excellent. All right, guys, let's uh, move on to the second half. Rob, I'm going to bring, bring you back on here. And I want to go to you. Let's talk about, you know, again, form. We're steady to begin the second half. Uh, you know, again, looked like they were in full control. Harry Wilson hits the crossbar. We can talk about that real quick. You know, and again, it just showed what he offers. He's, you know, again, I'm a big fan already of Harry Wilson. I think he's going to offer a great deal. But let's just talk about the sending off. What were you thinking when you saw this? Because, again, I watched this several times, and uh, fans have uh, different opinions on this. What are your thoughts on him being – Sent off, getting a, a straight red. Yeah, I mean, from our point of view, where we were sitting, you know, obviously the first foul was a foul and didn't see it properly. Um, you know, saw the commotion of the uh, Odyssey players were running and so knew there must have been some kind of, of kick out, whether it was... I have seen it on the telly since. Um, 
And to me, I, I thought it was harsh. Uh, I, you know, I, I'll be disappointed if we don't try and overturn it. Yeah, you know, at least have a go because, um, you know, I know you can't do that, but it didn't look. I think the fourth official got him sent off because he came along the touchline and said something to the referee. Um, maybe you know the, the the linesman might have said as well, but I definitely think the fourth official. But I thought it was harsh. Um, but, you know, but. You know, he, uh, he should well know you can't do that, whether you're just off the pitch or not. It's just, you know, it's just a reaction for, for a bad foul on him. And it's going to cost him a three-game ban now, you know. So, but he has been quality, as you, as you said earlier on. Last week and this week, he's going to be a, a breath of fresh air. I think he's got, you know, he's got two good feet. He's got vision. He's, a, you know, he's an international player. Um, you know, he's going to bring goals, assists to, to, to the squad, you know, and to think that we scored six and, you know, he, he's, he's played no part in that. Um, you know, it's just disappointing that he's going to have to miss them three games. Yeah, totally agree there with you, Rob. Okay, Emilio, back over to you. I'm going to give you the honours of talking about both Cavalera goals <laughs> and – but. I want you also to talk about this before you go there. Okay. Let's talk about Silva's aggressiveness with his substitutions, because again, he brings on Cavallaro after the sending off. There's no way Parker does that. He brings on Maxine (laughs) LeMarchand, right? Am I right? Absolutely. So so again, for me, this is a huge change from what we're used to. So talk about the substitution. And also the goals, because again, I was not expecting this, but, and I want to give Cavalero a lot of credit. I'll ask you the question. Do you think potentially Silva can get more out of Cavalero? Yeah, again, it's, um, you know, look at his goal record when he was playing at Wolverhampton Wanderers. That was the reason why we signed him a few seasons ago. So, he, you know, he scored double-figure goals, didn't he, again, for when he was a Wolves player. Anthony Knockhart, was, he, was score- he was scoring for fun at Brighton and Albion. So clearly these players have got attacking qualities they can score goals they don't become bad players overnight so if if, if Marcus Silva can get Cavs confidence back okay I think one of the guys who's, who's watching our podcast tonight mentioned maybe his first touch it wasn't as good as, as as clean as it could have been but at the end of the day he still had to take on the you know one-on-one like Rob says you know last season in particular how many times did he miss those glorious chances to give us a lead or to equalize in a game so Goals boost confidence. It gives a player boost of confidence. He'll probably start tomorrow against uh, Millwall, and uh, yep. you know he's he's earned his right to play the, to to play tomorrow night. But overall, I like I like Marco Silva's attitude. The fact that yeah. the three went up rather than trying to close the game off. Well, hold on, Huddersfield Town's players are maybe a little bit they're struggling, a little bit tired. They've been run yep. ragged in that game, and you know stretch him even further. You've got pacey players. A you've given Cavalera a run out. Me, he scored two goals. So, you know, by the fact that you've given players an opportunity to get that, you know, get a bit of a, a run out and you've given them confidence by scoring goals and, you know, great, great tactical substitution there from him. But like you said, if that was Scott Parker, that would have been game over, close the game oh, wow. out and, you know, and then end up yawning for the next 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> like I said, I, I have visions of Maxine Lamarche and I can't oh. get out of my head. <laughs> but uh, quickly on the goals, because again, these were both two goals that were, uh, were very, well taken by Cavalero, Emilio. Your thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. And I said, his first touch, I think on one of them in particular, could have been sweeter. But overall, you know, he only had one thing on his mind, didn't he? I think it was, yep. it's just a good, you know, he was in the right place at the right time. It's a good link-up play with our, with Mitrovic and one of the goals. And overall, he had the confidence to uh, to score in the back of the net. Again, it's all about confidence booster. Yep. 
And I think the fact is he's had, he had a depressing season last year. He needs something to turn himself around. But you don't suddenly go from scoring double figures for Wolverhampton Wanderers, I think it was for a couple of seasons, if I recall. Yep. Which is what prompted us to buy him. And, you know, clearly... He, you know, we know he can do it, but you know, he was our most maligned, one of our most maligned players last season. The frustration we kept seeing Scott Parker giving Cav game after game after game, and he just couldn't, you know, could barely score a goal. But yeah. it's, you know, I'm, I'm pleased, I'm pleased for his confidence, and I like, to, I like healthy competition for places. That's the key thing. Yeah. I think Gordon, you mentioned it earlier, we can't keep relying on Mitrovic season in season out to score the 20 plus goals. If we've got players around yeah. the pitch who can all contribute and score. That's that's good for competition. Yeah. It's good for the club, and it's good for you know good for competition for places. People, you want people sure. to fight for their places and earn the right for their places, yeah. rather than for your guarantee to be playing week in week out. And that's good. Healthy competition is good for the club. Absolutely. And I just yeah. want to just mention real quickly about the second goal. Again, you know, I wasn't expecting it. He made a nice move and he scores the goal, and Fulham went from a, a really nice four to one victory to a five to one victory. So it's uh, pretty impressive. I'm sorry, Gordon. Do you have something that you wanted to add? Yeah, I was going to say, but obviously, I, I with the question that you asked me, I got I got my goals mixed up because I started talking about uh, Cavs' goal when I should yeah. have been talking about uh, Fabio's because yeah. that sums up what we've been talking about for for the most of the program. When you get Onoma, who is really a box to box player, breaking forward with the ball, two other players have, have busted gut to get there. Bobby Deckard over Reed, who then. Yeah as in twinkle toes makes makes a yard from nowhere um, and he he passes the ball to to fabio who for, for a kid to take a nice cool touch like that to put it in the far corner the kid the kid is special and uh mm. as silver was saying i think he wants to develop him at the club mm. but he needs to sign he needs to sign a, a contract and again we go back to what we spoke about last time and rob will probably reiterate it if he's got an agent in in his ear mm. saying don't sign the contract mm. i can get you more money somewhere else we could lose another youngster who's yeah. going to could be a mainstay of this team this season yeah. as well as perhaps next season if we get promoted so um the he certainly got qualities but yep. to to get those three players in the box uh, so soon after we've sort of given the goal away, yeah, it's they've got their heads screwed on right at, at the yep. moment. I think uh, Silver's done a, a very, very good good job to get them in that frame of mind. Okay, excellent. And also, if I may, Russ as well on the Harry Wilson piece as well. Again, Rob alluded to it, but yep. you you don't give the referee something to ponder over. You know, you got to right. you got to he. You know, in the, the day, it's I I thought it was more red than not red. To be honest, he did he did something similar for Wales in in the Euros, didn't he? Against I can't remember who the player was. It Denmark. He got sent off. Harry Wilson. Uh, I think he got a red yeah, card for yeah. for a yep. foul. I think that was a sort of a you know that was claimed to be harsh. But I don't want him to start becoming like a Bo Morte. He's got a tendency of picking up needless yellow cards and red cards. It felt like a Lewis Bo Morte, you know, <laughs> reaction from about fifteen years ago. But you know, he's. I don't want it. That, a little bit concerning there. That's okay. just a little bit of a, a black mark for me. You know, against he did it for Wales in the summer. He's done it again for us. Just you, you can't give the referee an opportunity to think about that type of challenge. It was, it was unnecessary. And look, he's got himself a three-match ban now for yep. that. Okay, very good. All right. Wrap up the show. We'll just touch on our thoughts on Millwall very quickly. But before we do, around the room here, man mm. of the match. Rob, over to you. Who was your man of the match? Uh, Sorry. Sorry, definitely. Okay. Yeah, okay. it was. It was in. I mean, obviously, lots of lots of the players played very, very well. Um, I just thought the class and the experience and the ball retention 
and and keeping it simple and mm. and, and playing through the the channels. I thought Sarri was available from from left to right, middle to top, um, every time. So for me, it was it was the mainstay of of driving us forward and being a a little bit of insurance in front of the back too. Mm. Okay, Gordon, who was your man of the match? Uh, Decker Dovereed, Th- three assists, three assists, yeah. a bit of twinkle toes for one, a thirty yard pass for the other, um, and a flick on. Um, yeah, I, I can't go for Seri because Rob wanted to get rid of him two games ago anyway. So, <laughs> Decker Dovereed. Okay, very good, Emilio. How about you? Do, are you gonna gonna break the tie here, or uh, or do you have a different name? No, I'm going to give it to Seri. Look, this is a guy Sorry. who hasn't wanted to play for the club for the last two years, and you know he had. You know, had the boldness to go out there, whether it was choice or not, you know, against a, a poor team, you know, give him a credit where it's due. He hasn't played for Fulham what, for two, over two seasons now. You know, he looked hungry when he was on the, on the touchline last week against Mirrors. I saw him warming up throughout the game. I was actually focusing on his body language and his appetite for warming up on the side of the pitch. So please, he's, he's come back into the squad. Even last week when we were talking with some of the guys around me, we were talking yeah. about Seri warming up and saying, oh, well, all they can remember is, Oh, I remember that performance against Brentford. Awful. And it's like, well, come on. I was talking about, remember the goal he scored against Burnley beginning yeah. of the season three years ago? That was my Fantastic. first reaction of Seri. He could do more of that rather than the play, the performance he gave well, against Brentford in the cup tie a couple of seasons, last year or the year before that. So well, overall, I'm pleased with it. I'm giving him man of the match because I think okay. he's had a difficult time. The fans have been on his back. And, you know, he's given a, a top, you know, top performance. Hopefully, you will see many more of those this season. Well, I'm glad that you mentioned I want to go back to Rob because it's funny. When I watched the match back for a second time, I generally do this. I got to see a lot more. I was concentrating more on Seri. And some of the passing, Rob, mm-hmm. is exactly what we need. And, you know, I know he's a player that most fans, you know, I, again, have a, you know, a different thought on because of the history. But if he can give up performances and, and play for Fulham as long as he's going to be for Fulham, why not play him, Rob? Yeah, most definitely. And, and and he proved me wrong in terms of his attitude that, he, you know, he hadn't played for two years. So, yeah. you know, he's, it's not like Anguisi where he was in and out last season. But, you know, Sarri, he's he done what he, he had to do. I mean, maybe Silva's put an arm around him in the last sort of two or three weeks in training and said, listen, if a move comes along, I'll let you go. But while you're here, will you will you do a job for me? And, you know, it looked like it. When he came on, uh, when it, you know, when he when he started on on Saturday, uh, and long may that may continue. You know, the you know he's there. He's getting paid a hefty, a hefty wage. So as as we've alluded tonight, well, let's just try and get the most out of him and Frank. If they're still here come January, then we we should be in the position that we're in today, probably sitting top of the league with them two, you know, playing a major part of it. You know, so we haven't got a. Yep. You know, we're not flush with midfield players when you think Tom's injured. Harrison Reed does pick up a lot of injuries, you know, and, you know, you can't rely on the youngsters all the time because they're going to dip in and out. So, yep. you know, we, we haven't really got... If Surrey and, and, and Anguisi go, we must have to... We, we must invest in, whether it be Hughes or, or, or the other players that we've been linked with in the, at the moment, you know, because we, we, we seem to be flush with defenders and wide players and possibly maybe a striker if he's on, on board now. But, yeah, I think the centre of the midfield, I think we're just lacking a little bit if them two do eventually go. But, hey, listen, let's get the most out of them while they're there. If they continue to to, to represent the club and, and fight for the badge like he did on Saturday, and if Anguisi starts tomorrow maybe against Millwall, it's the type of game that he might get the hunger for against a crowd like that, That's then, right. you know, let's get the most out of him. 
And that's going to lead us to finish up talking about Millwall. Emilio, I'll give you your first uh, up on this. Just give me your thoughts on this and give a prediction for the match. Yeah, tougher. Never an easy ground to go to. They've obviously got their fans back on, you know, in the ground, so that will favour them. But look, you know, at the end of the day, we're, we're going to be we're going to be professional. We'll go out there. We, we may potentially make a couple changes, like Gordon suggested. We might we'll see a bit more rotation taking place. You might potentially see. I'm just putting out there. You might see Rodak starting tomorrow. I'm just saying if okay. Millwall are renowned for playing long balls in the box, Matt Smith, I think he's still at the club, isn't he? I think he's still. Oh, he is. Yeah, so he's still playing for them. So. If Gary Garrett Rowett knows how to play against Fulham, we haven't necessarily he got a good has, record. Yeah. yeah. So don't be surprised you see Matt Smith starting tomorrow. And if Gazaniga starting, then <laughs> you might see an uncomfortable opening 20, 30 minutes, you know. But but who knows? Maybe to your point, Gordon, you said about maybe Rodak might get a chance. It might be tomorrow. He might make a tactical change if Rodak was yeah. more commanding in that position. If if because knowing Rowett, he'll put Matt Smith on. Oh. And give it and poses problems. In I wouldn't be defense. shocked by that. So it'll be I a wouldn't... tough game. Um, yep. They're un- I think they're unbeaten this season. Not, again, not a pretty team to watch. But you know, all we could do is play the opposition that is, you know, who you know who's on the pitch. And we, we, I'm sure we've got enough quality there. I think we'll win tomorrow night. But I think we may end up still concede a goal. We're nice to get a clean sheet, but I think we might win <laughs> two one three two, one, one possibly. Okay, so. Gordon, what are your thoughts about this match? Um. As Emilio said, it, it could be interesting from the keeper's point of view because they are, um, or generally, a very sort of high in, high intensity uh, team at home. They get a lot of balls in the box, um, and if you if you're going to put a few in early on and Gazaniga doesn't come for them, then you're looking at a a, a hard night because I looked up the their game against I think it was Blackburn. And I think they they had 15 shots at goal. So uh, they're certainly going to rein those shots in when they get chances, if they get chances, and they're going to put balls in the, in the box. So um, I, I think we will win comfortably in the end. I'm going for 3-1. Um, oh. But it, it, it will be interesting to see what happens with the keeper because uh, it doesn't matter what you do in training. Uh, keeper, cause keepers can come for the ball all day in training and they're not going to get hit by their own players. But when you're playing at a place like Millwall, they, they, they want to get the ball in that six-yard box from corners, from free kicks, and it'll be, there'll be tons and tons of players in there. So you've got to have a commanding keeper. So it, it, it'll go one way or the other. Either Gazaniga stands up and is counted or Rodek starts. And it's a it's a chance for him to put hold onto the number one jersey by giving a, a good account for himself in that six-yard box. Okay, excellent. Rob, I'm going to give you the final word on the Millwall match. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be a difficult ground to go to at the best of times. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure tomorrow will be no different with, you know, ferocious crowd that they'll have. We'll have a couple of thousand there as well. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty confident we'll go and win the game. It, it won't be as easy as, as Saturday's game and it won't. it will be a lot tougher than the Middlesbrough game. It'll be similar because they'll try and bully us um, and we'll have to stand up and be counted and, and, and Reem and Tossin will probably have more headers tomorrow than they would have done in the last two games combined. So uh, the keeper scenario, yeah, I'm not too sure whether he'll make a change this early in the season. Um, you know, two games in, yeah, he's looked a bit flappy in both them games for a few crosses, but I think if he's 
if he's actioned the signing, I don't think he'll drop him this early into the season yet. Um, obviously, Harry's going to be suspended. So, you know, yeah. whether Reed starts or Carvalho, I think he might chuck Anguisi in there. Um, you know, big, strong centre of midfield, playing alongside Sarri. Um, you know, he might, it means leaving someone else out, whether Josh gets rested or whether them three play together uh, and we play a slightly different formation. I don't know, but... You know, I think that's we're going to have to be um, we're going to have to be at our best in terms of without without the ball because we know we're good enough with the ball. But I can see us going to comfortably winning two or three nil. Okay, excellent. And uh, I just want to mention this because uh, our friend friend of the show, Steve Reynolds, just uh, put this up there. Can we have a shout out for the under twenty threes? And and uh, yes, Steve, you get your wish right i did mention that to end the show i also want to mention we've had a lot of comments and just because we had a lot to tackle i'm sorry everyone that i was not able to share more of your comments i'll do a better job in the upcoming shows and we also plan on talking about the situation with muniz and then of course uh kamara as well i'll be doing that in the hopefully the very next show we'll talk about that we just you know again a lot going on but guys, before we go, just I want to thank everyone for doing the show. Emilio, as always, thank you for doing the show tonight. No, thank you very much. Good always to do the show with with the four of us. You know, it's always constructive, a bit of banter. Well, less banter than we had a few couple of weeks ago, isn't it? So I think, <laughs> I think Rob, you're uh, maybe a little bit worse for wear that night, I think. But it's uh Gordon's but usually have... starting that, by the way. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, but it's good, yeah, good to do a show, especially after, like you said, we don't often do a, a show celebrating a Fulham victory so it's a long overdue and hopefully we'll do many more of these this season so yeah maybe we'll do one after the Millwall game fingers crossed this is great and I I always enjoy doing it with the four of us for whatever reason it really it's just a great show and uh Rob thank you so much for joining us tonight yeah no problem man thanks thanks for uh, I would say it's not very often we get on here to talk about a a convincing victory it's usually some some kind of uh negative result or performance or parker ball or or whatever over the last two or three years but uh, yeah i think the signs with silver is looking good i don't think we no. should get ahead of ourselves because no. you know you know tomorrow night could come smack us in the face and the mm. next show could be completely different and so you know just take one game at a time get the same old cliche and just yep. uh, you know get out there do the job get the points in the bag and move on to to, to the next game after that, but uh, the, the, the the exciting signs are there that we've seen in the last 180 minutes. Absolutely. Gordon, as always, thank you for joining us, and uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Yes, I always enjoy it with, uh, with you three, to be perfectly honest with you, and uh, you mentioned earlier, Russ, that you're a very positive person. You take that I type am. of attitude. I, I, I am the same. So we've got two positives one negative and one not so sort of positive negative <laughs> in the four of us. So, but it's nice to see, shall we say, four smiles uh, on the screen yes. at the end yes. of an evening. That can easily, yes. as Rob said, that can easily change in, in one game. Yes. But um, I think we're going to see more smiles this year than we than we have seen for a long, long time. So, yeah, I loved it. Yeah, yeah. and the positive and the negatives are on the right-hand part of the screen, if you're wondering. So... <laughs> <laughs> but it's all good. It's all in good fun. In fact, in fact, I think Emilio's more of a realist, but he does, he does try to go a little negative. You would agree with that, Emilio? Right? No, yeah, constructively though. It's, it's you know, I looked at you know constructive feedback. You know, it's uh, you credit where it's due, or you criticise when performance hasn't been right. good enough. You know, I'm fair. I'm fair yes. and balanced. Fair, okay. 
Okay. All right. Well, listen, we do have to wrap up this show. For Emilio Donello, Rob Wilson, and, of course, Gordon Davis, I'm Russ Goldman. Thank you as always for watching and listening to Cottage Talk. Whether taking a road trip to the beach, heading to the mountains, or driving to the city, summer adventures are nonstop fun in a new Honda. But let's face it, summer trips can really add up. That's why I love the fuel efficiency of Honda. With Honda, you can save your money for other things, like that awesome keychain at the convenience store, that brand new album you wanted, or whatever else your heart desires. New Hondas are arriving daily. See your local Honda dealer and start your summer adventures today. Whether taking a road trip to the beach, heading to the mountains, or driving to the city, summer adventures are nonstop fun in a new Honda. But let's face it, summer trips can really add up. That's why I love the fuel efficiency of Honda. With Honda, you can save your money for other things, like that awesome keychain at the convenience store, that brand new album you wanted, or whatever else your heart desires. New Hondas are arriving daily. See your local Honda dealer and start your summer adventures today. It's the 90th minute, and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.